Hi, welcome to Corporate College by Bharat Innovation Fund, a podcast focused on candid conversations around corporate and startup partnerships. In today's episode, we're speaking to Dr. Sudhendra Kaushik, who's the Innovation Director of Volvo Group India and also the head of Campex by Volvo. Dr. Kaushik has previously worked with corporates like Philips, HCL, and TTK across geographies, be it Netherlands, India, and Singapore. Dr. Kaushik is also very actively engaged in the startup sphere. He mentors and supports multiple startups, innovation centers, accelerators, and incubators across domains. Dr. Kaushik is interestingly a PhD in innovation and we've had a great time speaking to him during this podcast recording i hope you guys enjoy the recording thank you welcome dr kaushik thanks for joining us uh, on this podcast uh, and you know taking your time to speak to us how are you doing thank you good morning arjit it's a pleasure to be uh, speaking to you uh, i'm doing great i hope you too and uh, it's a going to be a nice conversation because this is an exciting space which i'm personally very passionate about so i'm i'm with you on on this podcast to share what i know superb superb so uh, uh, for the benefit of our listeners dr kaushik can we uh, you know hear you on what is it that you're doing at uh, uh, campex at volvo as well as uh, you know if you could throw some light on what are the innovation facing roles or startup facing roles that you've led in the past certainly so maybe i i'll start with uh, my role uh, that i have been so i have been in technology and technology management for close to uh, two and a half three decades now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in specifically in innovation per se trying to understand how uh, innovation can impact uh, companies and society at large um i've had positions in in this context in in india and europe and different uh, domains as well from mm-hmm. a startup perspective i had my own startup as well for about four and a half years uh, which was i would call a reasonably good success uh, but then also have been mentor at various uh, startup uh, accelerators and forums uh, jury and pitches uh, uh, to be evaluating the startups and so on so i have got a good understanding in how um, globally also not just in india i have been able to be part of this ecosystem so it has helped me understand how uh, the psyche of this ecosystem because it's quite a relatively a new uh, profession so to say though businesses and uh, new businesses have been uh, a part of our culture um, right. but i think the term uh, startup has been quite uh, young so to say recent so that's yes. from my role per se but also have been looking at the theoretical aspects of this mm-hmm. entrepreneurship entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is something very important for us at volvo as well but also globally organizations are are kind of looking at how this can uh, give a thrust to their journey in innovation so my phd included that uh, to study how innovation and entrepreneurship can be uh, let's say reinforced in organizations uh, especially big and small in any domain and how people can be at the center of this journey because i still believe sometimes we have the notion that processes are more important in this i believe this is more like driving where the person is more important of course the the, the equipment is also in this case the process and the case of driving the car but i think people still control a, a lot of this uh, success so that's my brief background um, i have been 
in this domain for like three decades, like I said, with multiple patents in different areas. Um, but coming to Volvo, what we are doing at Volvo, if you take yeah. a step back, um, mm-hmm. as Volvo, we have been quite an innovative company throughout. Uh, as many of you would know, uh, we were the pioneers in introducing the three-point seat belt, which was patented by Volvo, but we said we will not uh, monetize that patent and everybody could use because safety is, is a paramount factor. So right. when you hear Volvo, you hear safety in your mind. So in the course of the journey, uh, while we have been investing a lot uh, continuously on internal innovation, uh, we have been realizing that the rate of change in the world, uh, especially with multiple technologies blooming at the same time, uh, the technology diffusion, wherein a single product is an amalgamation of multiple technologies. If you take a, a car a couple of decades ago, maybe software was non-existent or was a minority. Today, yeah. if you take a car, uh, we, we can call it software with wheels. To that extent, software and, and electronics have taken over. But not just software, it has got machine intelligence, artificial intelligence, computer vision, you name it, it has multiple technologies in it. So when you look at the rate of change of technologies outside the organization, we also realize like many other organizations, we need to step up the rate of innovation as well. So while we invested internally, we started looking outside. So external innovation was a focal point. So 2019, we set up um, an innovation center called Campex in Gothenburg, where we are headquartered in Sweden. And that was the idea was then to look at multiple innovation uh, possibilities with partners and startups. We use the word startups and partners because our partners need not be startups as well, just to make it explicit to our viewers that whoever has something useful, um, mutually beneficial, I'll come to that in a bit. So we started to look outside for innovation as well to increase the rate of uh, innovation. Right. Now, the second part of this is uh, the second center, so to say, or the first center outside Gothenburg in Bangalore started mm-hmm. about a couple of months ago. So we inaugurated in July. So this is the only center outside Gothenburg, the Campex Bangalore, as we call it. Mm-hmm. We look at uh, external innovations in multiple areas where we want to work with, again, startups and partners, subject matter experts, and so on. So the whole idea is to have multiple startups, multiple partners who have solutions in multiple interesting areas for us called electromobility, connected services, connected solutions, autonomous solutions, and so on. The whole idea is to have all these uh, startups and partners who have something to offer in a very quick and efficient way to become partners with us. That's where we are at the moment, uh, Arjit. Thanks, Dr. Kaushik. A, a quick follow-on question here uh, about you know Campex being in two geographies and one of them being in Bangalore, uh, which has been recently opened. Is it is it very geographically focused, which means looking at innovations from India for the India market? I think Volvo has a decent uh, footprint in India now and which is growing as well. Uh, but it will be it'll be great to hear uh, uh, what is the focus from our uh, listeners, uh, for, for the benefit of our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a very pertinent question. The, uh, the Campex, what we have in Bangalore is, like you rightly said, is a geographical, uh, geographically separated from Campex in Gothenburg. But I would like to think uh, um, that this is a logical extension. So what it means is we can work with startups anywhere in the world. Uh, We can affect, impact the businesses positively uh, for Volvo anywhere in the world as well. So we have already cases, though we are just two, two and a half months young, uh, so to say, 
we already have uh, 50 plus engagements with multiple companies and a good part of them do not come from india and the impact of those startups offerings that we have also mm-hmm. do not affect the businesses that in india so we we may have a startup in singapore or in australia or in new zealand which will impact our electromobility business in in europe so that's sure. very much uh, feasible so thanks for asking that question arjit because i would like to um, make it clear to our viewers also that um, it is not a geographical jurisdiction it's a logical extension superb thanks for that uh moving into you know certain aspects of technology i think uh, today and moving forward uh most of us experience uh, cars in a very different way uh there's a as you mentioned there's a lot of tech uh you know getting into the vehicles and a lot of features that are being built in from multiple aspects of let's say uh safety driving uh, as well as entertainment um some of these uh, technologies are uh, from the deep tech realm as such um so i wanted to you know hear your thoughts on how do you look at the indian deep tech landscape uh, as well as how is it being absorbed or evaluated by volvo for uh, some of the use cases or problem statements that you may have internally uh, which could be at a global scale as well yeah i think it's a um... a good point to be in uh, in fact in the startup uh, journey that the deep tech uh, landscape is perhaps uh, is blossoming i yeah. mean uh, you you would have numbers as well but we are crossing 2300 kind of startups this year uh, up to this year which was like uh, about 1500 or so in 2019 just in the deep, deep tech uh, space really? now this it is a very good sign uh, because on the other side there are i always call it the triad one is the startups itself but then there is a policy aspect i mean if you just put together perhaps you have 40 50 plus policies between state and central governments to to help these startups grow but the third aspect is there is a lot of traction in terms of risk capital that is helping people to invest in this um in in the in the past in the recent past in the non deep tech space i would have almost said that uh, investment was more like a business decision because in deep tech space that's not the case because the the risk is much higher in the, in the deep tech space but the number of deep tech startups which are being invested by all all well known uh, you know investors and and so on is very very uh, encouraging and heartening because that's a proof that there is uh, uh, there is a, a support to take technology risk but there is one caveat i would like to highlight uh, i am a technologist i am an engineer but when you are in deep tech space there is a trap as well the trap is we might go behind a technology but technology we call it uh, 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 not an innovation in a business uh, an innovation should make a positive impact on the business i i call it personally called the business relevant innovation that means it should be relevant to the business so yeah. if you map it to the technology world and the deep tech landscape technology is not innovation but the benefits of technology can be so let me take a quick example if i want yeah. to use blockchain in in fintech then it's an application of blockchain in fintech if i have to use blockchain in in counterfeit or prevention of such that's an application of blockchain if i use blockchain in land records and khata and and management system of documents which we help it's a couple of years ago to with government of karnataka for example that's an application of technology that we would be interested so when we as volvo look at deep tech we get excited about technology because we naturally technologists but yeah. 
from a campex perspective we always try to say what is the business impact that it could have and i think the message also for the deep tech companies is whatever may be the deep tech that we are uh, coming up with i think if the 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 proof of the pudding is in the application of the deep tech i think this are the, the the deep tech is more a necessary condition but i think the impact on business is what is needed to make it a necessary and sufficient condition for us to collaborate uh, arjit sure dr koshik uh, uh, you know a, a fair point but uh, just to continue on this thread um would uh, would there be certain use cases or spaces that are uh, you know highlighted by volvo where you're looking at startups could be you know i i can think of let's say battery tech or auto cyber security or autonomous vehicles but what are the current uh, themes that you're inviting innovation from uh, in terms of partnerships with startups and uh, people from the community yeah i think uh, that's very important for for us that uh, so if you look at maybe you can think of it as a as a vertical and a horizontal so couple sure. of verticals we are looking at is electromobility right and that would include things that you mentioned uh, arjit around battery management system we are also very heavily focusing on sustainability so it's an intersection between a horizontal of sustainability and a vertical of electromobility where we look at okay if you are to use batteries in our trucks what would happen once they reach a state of health which is not suitable for for trucks do we throw them away of course not so we get to the circularity discussion so that is another uh, uh, space that is Uh, uh very relevant for us but right. in between this you have the decision algorithms you know wh- how do you make these decisions when is the battery fit for what so these are some of the problem statements in the electromobility then we have the autonomous solutions where we look at multiple applications not just in in passenger but also transportation of goods mining right infrastructure we we build products for road construction and mining and so on so how That's do right. we ensure that efficiency is maintained Indian government has bought a lot of regulations also in the mining uh, area so we look at options around how do we make it as clean as possible in terms of sustainability and and carbon footprint so deep tech can play a role in autonomous solutions because then we don't want to lose out like i said earlier safety is still the paramount overriding factor for us so any deep tech that is about you know having uh, um, applications in improving safety of the passenger safety of the driver safety of people around and etc is always interesting the third area is connected services volvo as a group we have a vision to in the coming decade that we want to have a mix of not just products which we are classically known for but also services and along with products so this is a huge uh, call out for all the startups not just in deep tech space but in any space in these areas who can help us bring services i think this is where the the turning or inflection point will be uh, from campex perspective that many of the uh, uh, products today could become services tomorrow maybe the state of logistics that we have in india is another area mm-hmm. we are looking at and if you look at cold storage example or just moving things around we have yeah. a lot of opportunities as a country to to innovate like i said once it is useful here i'm pretty sure that many things can be useful elsewhere as well so connected services and solutions autonomous solutions electromobility sustainability and anything around services and 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 product to help these become so all these are areas but these are very broad but there could be very specific things like you said cyber security i think is very prime uh, area for us to have uh, solutions there we are also into 
marine segment with our Penta business unit, which is into mm-hmm. defense, but also leisure boats and, and sailing, etc. So one of the things that we could do in, in the recent past is an auto docking solution, which uh, we worked through Campex concept, which has become a, a spin-off, uh, actually. Uh, just recently, it was announced in the press. So we, we, the, the flexibility is enormous, and the opportunity uh, landscape is also quite large. Superb. I think that that gives us a very, uh, you know, broad and, and slightly deeper perspective in terms of areas of partnerships that uh, some of the startups from India could uh, reach out to you for. Um, moving on to, uh, you know, another uh, a point around evaluation of startups, right? When uh, And different uh, corporates or different individuals have different ways of evaluating uh, uh, with respect to their, uh, you know, thesis or uh, the way they're looking at a much uh, longer strategic partnership. In your opinion, Dr. Kaushik, what have been, uh, you know, some of the guiding parameters that you look at uh, when you uh, speak with certain startups or evaluate them? And also to, you know, uh, extend this question a little bit uh, to understand where do you think some of, uh, you know, our startups can be a little bit better uh, or areas where they could improve on certain aspects uh, from your experience? Yeah, I think it's a super critical question uh, for us because we we strongly believe and we we follow that to letter and spirit. Uh, Arjit is we we want to make any partnership that we engage with in Campex as a win-win. Uh, we don't see that it's a benefit for Volvo only. We from the word go, we look at how this can actually benefit, truly benefit the startup as well because we understand the limitations and the constraints in which the startups work. How how uh, difficult it is and how uh, much it is important that we help them do a good job. Um, but there is one fundamental uh, philosophical uh, approach that we take before we get transactional is that are we actually aligning on what we would like to achieve together? Like I said, we are super flexible. We could be just licensing to a spin-off and everything in between. But the point is, does it is the same thought on the other side of the of the table? with the startup. So one of the philosophical alignments we look for is what is it the startup looking for? We don't believe in, in I know, space is an incentive, etc. I think we have gone past that stage as an ecosystem as well. I think it's more an alignment of growth and alignment of value creation that we can. So in that context, of course, from Campex perspective, we look at uh, in, in three phases. Uh, while, while I said we want to make sure that startups and we have the same, uh, let's say, bigger picture, so to say, uh, yeah. on the on the on the practical level we split it to three parts we want to make it quick and simple because like i said startups have, have different constraints and bigger companies have different constraints but we want to keep it simple and quick so that we come to decisions quickly so sure. that's why we have specific processes which help us enable to deliver on this simple and quick uh, way of working so what is that is very simply put we call it the explore phase we have three phases in the first phase is the explore phase where we actually look a little bit deeper into the the bigger alignment of a startup with us. Not the, okay, a blockchain company is a blockchain company, but what are they trying to achieve? So that is where we would like to, because my experience as a, in the startup ecosystem and many people who are mentors in the startup ecosystem would agree with me, is that when you actually sit in a jury pitch or a, a listening to a startup, 
perhaps about 50% is what we look at content the other 50% is the team the people the energy the the zeal the the you know the ambition the hunger etc so these are quite you know unquantifi- unquantifiable things uh, to be very precise so right. we also look at what is this trying to the startup trying to achieve it's not just the money it's not just the the solution so in the explore phase once we feel there is a good mental fit as to, so as far as as a business fit also then we get into the second phase called the proof of value so in the proof of value uh, before the proof of value we clearly agree with the startup that you know what this is what we believe we can do together but let's put the proof of the pudding on the table so we will engage into a proof of value and many times we support them with time effort money and couple of things as well and and facilities etc but we agree up front that we will engage into this short few months it all of this doesn't last more than a few months arjit when we say right. okay at the end of the proof of value we will set a criteria at the beginning and the end we will evaluate have you met that criteria and if you right. have met the criteria the third phase kicks in which is where the launch phase the commercialization phase that's when the businesses take in much more lead role though they are engaged right from the beginning that because they come up with the problem statements or the opportunity statement that they are looking for at the end of pov if it looks promising then the business uh, takes lead in the way okay this is how we want to work with you are you able to you know work with us this way and then the commercial discussions uh, start so what this does is it helps both us and the startup to make investments in time and people and and make sure that we are seeing what we are trying to do very clearly without much ambiguity so this is where the explore phase helps us in alignment the proof of value phase helps us in validating and in the launch phase we say okay this is how we want to launch now this launch phase is more let's say a, a, a regular discussion if the first phase and second phase has worked well because by that time the teams would have understood each other pretty well and like i said we believe That's a right. lot in that that the relationship is very important to get to a successful launch as well now what we could do the other part of your question from the startup side is let them i think the startups uh, should be very clear uh, i always emphasize this point and thank you for asking this arjit is what does a startup if i'm a startup what do i call success for me is it uh, me appearing in a newspaper me getting funded me getting the first customer what is success for me and trust me it is not the same for everyone it definitely not same for different startups and deep tech startups right. have different uh, uh, perceptions as well i think it depends on the on the uh, the founding team and the partners in these startups etc but it's very important for startups to articulate this very well what do they call success and hence we understand on the other side this is what they are looking for and of course the transactional matters uh, uh, also a lot but also the the bigger picture matters a lot i think the second part is making it clear that they are also flexible is sometimes uh, very important because many startups give the impression that of course they are constrained we we already understand and we all appreciate that but maybe the flexibility the articulation because many of the startups which which i think operate in a nice way you know uh, call up call me up and say kaushik you know what when do you think we will be able to do this because we need to plan our resources i think that's a kind of trust that builds a relationship and once a relationship is good i think the startups have to focus on relationship more than transaction and then right. the transaction will be of course be necessary condition but will not be sufficient to build a good uh, collaboration so i think this would help us i think both sides to make a a, a good successful partnership no i, I think i think uh, one i see a very thought through process that you guys have internally to uh, you know give very quick uh, you know yes and no's 
to startups as well as you know your point on building a relationship and not a transaction right maybe certain solutions that come to you uh, could be a little bit ahead of their time but uh, you know the relationship could ensure that they roll out when the time is ripe for that particular technology or the use case so that's very thanks. true Thanks for that. Yeah, just to put one mm-hmm. point on this, because you mentioned it correctly, uh, Arjit, is it is very rare that a startup has something ready-made for us. And right. that's never the case, uh, which in my experience, at least, it's, it's just serendipity that it happens. So that means you need to trust each other to tweak the solution to what is beneficial. That's why I said the bigger alignment is important that you might have heard some startups saying, but that's not what we want to do. So this is what we want to do. So that's where the the uh, while the startup has to be clear what they want to do, they can understand what is the maneuvering room, the space that they have for flexibility. I yeah. think that makes it clear not to waste each other's time because we respect each other's time and value for you know working on these things. And of course, not everything we try will succeed. That's the this basic sense of having a, 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 a engagement like this is not everything you attempt will work out. So I think yeah. this will. This, this tweaking process, as I call, is, is crucial in building uh, uh, the next level of uh, relationship as such. Right. And I mean, if you look at time, uh, you know, uh, as, a, uh, as a commodity, I feel uh, it's, it's limited uh, for startups. You know, it's, it's one of the items that you could classify under fuel for startups beyond capital. Right. So for them, it is all the more important to be very direct and very clear in articulating uh, these aspects and ensuring that the relationship moves forward with the right expectation setting. Yeah, because it's a it's a very interesting thing that you say you put it that way because it's such a commodity that when I teach entrepreneurship and innovation in various universities, I emphasize this point. Typically, a, a naive startup will always say everybody is their customer. It is not the case. It, it, it cannot be possible that everybody is their customer. So I think that's where they have to be a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, maybe for the lack of a word, maybe a ruthless in what is it that they want to achieve. I think yeah. that will help everybody around. So I think that everybody is my customer is not going to help anybody. Right. Well, thanks. Thanks for that, uh, Dr. Kaushik. Moving to, you know, another interesting uh, uh, point of discussion around the uh, uh, geography right today of course post pandemic we live in a uh, you know uh, a very high digital world where uh, you know these boundaries have been blurred and uh, uh, you know startups from anywhere in the world can pitch to potential customers uh, anywhere in the world uh, but from volvo's experience and you know some of these things could be uh, you know some of these solutions from startups could be mission critical to some of the functions that you have. Uh, let's say there is an Indian startup that is trying to pitch to a, a Volvo and there is a certain use case that is uh, found for a business unit somewhere else in the world. How important would it be for them to have you know, physical presence like an office there? Or uh, in your experience, it is organic. Certain team members can travel there and you know, work with the team to uh, you know, have a high uh, synchronization on the communication front. Uh, have you experimented with startups that uh, are not physically present where, let's say, Campex is located or where your business units are located? Yeah, very important question. So I'm a personal believer that uh, nothing replaces a face-to-face interaction. 
especially sure. in the space of innovation uh, as such. So having said that, uh, it is not necessary that we are always co-located. Our concept of Campex is definitely around um, collaboration. That means not just the startups. We have our engineering teams in different floors in the same building in, yeah. in Bangalore Campex. But in Gothenburg Campex, it's about a 800, 900-seater facility where some of the engineering teams are horizontally co-located. So it's basically it's a co-location of, of both sides that, that we talk about. But having said that, let me go back to your previous question. A startup is not meant for Volvo only. Many cases, it could be serving other customers. So we respect that. We appreciate that. So while we engage and encourage regular connects uh, face-to-face, because we encourage accelerators to come, network operators to come, partners to come, and we already have our own teams in place to, to sit together and discuss, we respect that they have other commitments too. So we, we are quite flexible in that way, but we do see the need to be uh, physically together at some points of time. And especially in some phases of the proof of validation, maybe it's it's quite quite uh, uh, you know uh, asynchronous that maybe in the, in the initial period, it is a little bit less frequent. And in the uh, middle period, it's more frequent, but also more uh, duration that we sit together. But I think that definitely builds because you cannot have a relationship without, you know, meeting each other. The chemistry is very important as well. So right. we have facilities for that. We encourage that. But we understand that, you know, they're not doing only our work. So and we don't like we don't want uh, we respect our own data privacy, data security. We understand other companies also have the same niche. Sure. So right. we are quite, uh, quite flexible that way. Superb. I think that that gives a, a, a lot more clarity on this front. Um Taking a slightly different uh, point from this itself, right, and a little bit selfishly for the Indian startup ecosystem, uh, I'm sure you've seen enough Indian startups that are uh, uh, pitching to global customers, and I'm sure you've seen many global startups who are somewhere competing with uh, some of these Indian startups, right? Uh, in your opinion, Dr. Kaushik, what sets some of the Indian startups apart in terms of, uh, uh, you know, differentiators? as well as what are some of the things that they can really work on to uh, you know rise above the competition and emerge as uh, 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 you know the golden segment uh, in in their specific subsectors yeah i think it's a very critical question from the success uh, uh, you know rate um, see the classical effect of or the classical uh, point of knowing uh, what is needed i think that will never go out of fashion in my in my world because whether we sit here and do a product for europe or somebody in europe sitting there and doing a product for india can succeed if and only if they understand what is india sitting there and if we understand what is europe sitting here and that is where i think startups have a challenge because it's both time money and effort for them to know that that uh, reality just to, you know, a theoretical example, if there is a charging uh, company in India who want to venture into Europe, there is no way they're going to break out from here. they got to go there, see the field, be in the field, understand how drivers behave, how the system behaves, how the ecosystem responds to certain triggers. So I think the, the critical factor, and it's the same for any startup, not just Indian startups. It's the same for any startup that the, the success factor is still rooted in the uh, the depth and precision of how well they understand what their product does. So I met, uh, I meet a lot of startups who bring solutions, but this, the, the job is half done because the solution, how it fits into a context is the absolute key. Why certain 
collaborations work and why certain collaborations do not work. Many people feel it is the quality of the solution. No, it's not the quality of the solution. It's not even quality of the problem. It's the alignment. I think the alignment does not happen just like that. There are there is nothing short from me saying that there are a lot of good startups who have not found success. That's not because they don't have a good solution, because they don't have a good alignment. So how does the alignment come? Alignment comes in somebody trying to connect the dots of this is what I have, this is what they need. I think that connect comes from understanding. And that you, some extent, we can expect from uh, from both partners. But I think the homework has to be done so well that you have a, a solid basis to pitch. Now, once that solid basis is there, it doesn't matter which part of the geography I'm pitching it to. If I understand the need of how, how a vaccine has to be administered in US, I can then go and pitch, say, this is how we want to sell our solution. But I think many times it is not intentionally, but sometimes unintentionally also, this part is sort of underworked, you know, it's underprepared, sort of assumptions are made. And in my world, assumptions are always the, the hurdle to cross in a successful innovation. That's right. That's right. Uh, Dr. Kaushik, uh, we did hear you speak about uh, the engagement model in the process, uh, you know, at Volvo Campex. Uh, can you also help our listeners understand what are the means through which they can reach out to a Volvo uh, you know, for Campex specifically or other programs that you may have and what's the best way to reach out to you? Sure. So um, maybe I'll take this opportunity to uh, to clarify a bit of what we have in Campex. So Campex yeah. is in uh, Bangalore. Uh, it's in uh, C.V. Ramanagar, Bagmani Tech Park. So we have a building uh, where we house practically uh, all engineers of all technologies that Volvo Group uh, works for in, in Sweden. So it's a shadow replica of uh, from concept to testing. We have every kind of function here, very talented engineers, more than 1,000 engineers working on the group trucks technology, as we call it, GTT. So Campex is co-located with them on the ground floor of this building called Tridib, T-R-I-D-E-B. I will share the emails and the websites, uh, Arjit, with you to share with your listeners. Uh, so what do we have here? So we have a Campex hall, which is a collaboration space. Uh, it's a... It's not a, a, a place that, like I said, it's not an office space to to uh, to rent out, etc. We believe in, in sitting together and working together. So next to it, we have an uh, augmented reality lab, which will help us if our startups partners want to work with us. They can they are free to use this facility uh, if it helps validate their solution or tweak their solution, as I said earlier. Next to that, we have a, an ergonomics lab. So ergonomics is very important because it's directly linked to safety. For example, there are, for example, in UK, there are rules coming up that the driver or the passenger, for example, in a truck should be able to see much more than they're doing today. So you can visualize a transparent door that we have today. And those are the kind of things that they can visualize and simulate. And we don't expect startups to have this because that's not their core. Maybe the solution has to be adapted. So we have an AR VR lab, we have an ergonomics lab. So 300 meters from this Tridib Campex Hall, we have a, a, a mini garage, so to say, which, mm-hmm. ca- which has multiple um, trucks and, and other facilities to test some of the things. Then, of course, we have our Oscote factory where we have test tracks, but also other facilities, a, a bigger garage there to, to do as well. Also in the same building in, in Bagmani Tech Park where Campex is co-located, we have an electrical lab. It has the, the, the state-of-the-art uh, jigs to test, human-machine interfaces that we can uh, you know, uh, test and validate as well. So practically everything that we do in our business can be done here. 
and of course there could be some things which we may not have here which if it is needed we can always arrange with our partners here or in other parts of the world so that's what we offer so i'm i'm heading campex here as director of innovation i take care of internal innovation but as head of campex i take care of campex and external innovation yeah. so i want to reiterate it is it could be startups it could be partners it could be subject matter experts who yeah. have a, a, an idea how uh, we could uh, make things happen but you can write to me you can reach out to me i'll share my contact details i'm also on linkedin if you want to connect through that yeah. and yeah. The, these are the ways arjit we can work together we also work with a lot of uh, Uh, non-profit bodies like Swedish India Business Council or uh, you know Government of Karnataka Department of Science and Technology. So we also want to contribute to the ecosystem. So we conduct different programs at different points of time. We have constituted a World Innovation Award to recognize startups or organizations who have contributed to sustainability and innovation. So we do events around that where we not just looking at a partnership, but we also want to contribute in multiple ways. So it's really great to hear the breadth of uh, things that uh, are happening at Volvo, from uh, you know engaging with the external environment scheme of things, if I may call it that. Uh, Dr. Kaushik, we're almost at the at the end of the conversation. One of the things that I'd like to also uh, you know hear from you and for the benefit of our listeners, uh, if you could talk about uh, you know a certain approach or a specific mantra. that you have for uh, you know innovators and you come from that uh, uh, you know experience of multiple decades being in the innovation space what would that mantra or the approach be i think it's a very good question and <laughs> i have to thank you actually arjit because this is something i uh, when i conduct workshops on innovation and cohorts on innovation i emphasize that we as technologists or anybody who comes up with an idea and if it stays for a bit of a time with us arijit please please mark my words it's not art it's not science it's emotion it's psychology it becomes my baby now there is a good thing about it because i will do my best to you know let it grow right the flip side is my mantra when you are attached you cannot see the blind spots you cannot listen to the feedback you only hear the feedback i think then we get into this trap what i call you know seeing reality as you want it not seeing reality as it is so i have had numerous examples of where startups were actually going down the wrong track even with feedback they couldn't see that they they felt it was a criticism they felt it was unfair feedback they felt they were devaluing their effort and time because i i will not name the startup but couple of years ago i was one and they are not stupid people they are very super smart intelligent people who are doing the startup maybe even experienced people who have worked in industry but the only thing is like the the 2018 study found out close to 90 to 95% startups globally fail because of number one reason that they are building products that nobody wants so usually the feedback is about need of the uh, of the startups innovation that they are coming up with now because it's your child because it's your baby your emotions are so strong that you tend to ignore that the reality is not what you think it is i think if i were to say it's a non technological input because that i'm like i said i'm an engineer so i i have the same trap okay when i think it is my idea i even feel angry that how can somebody you know uh, uh, criticize my idea they don't have respect for my innovation no it's not that it's as an innovation your your role is as an artist creating the possibilities but as a as a successful startup 
you need to look at it as a scientist not as an artist a scientist should go by data feedback you know information and then connect it whether it's really what it is or what you think it is there's a huge difference between these two worlds and i think that's where i think can become a successful or not so successful startup uh, i hope that sort I, of articulated yeah. what i wanted to say yeah i think that's a great piece of advice and uh, you know it, it's also a reminder to look at the solution that teams build from a different uh, set of shoes right on the outside world and take um, you know a lot of feedback and data from what the external world is uh, talking about uh, so thanks so much dr koshik it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today uh, i hope some of these conversations help a lot of startups a lot of innovators uh, and other entities that could possibly work uh, with you and the larger volvo team thank you so much for uh, taking time out and being on the podcast sir my pleasure arjit i think uh, you you probed a lot of thoughts uh, which uh, which i i think like you said would help uh, us as well as the startups and partners to work with us uh, my only uh, request to any startup or anybody whom you know another startup who could be uh, you know possible partner for us is if in doubt just write to us i would say don't take the other approach if in doubt don't uh, we will have a chat and we're always uh, willing and keen to see how we can make it work together rather than how we can discard so if you are in doubt please reach out to us and it was a pleasure uh, arjit talking to you thank you thanks so much, so much dr koshik thanks a lot